creative and spiritual people tend to have this, this affair, this romance, this love, perhaps even this addiction to their tools or to the technology that they use. Most of us, including myself, we place these tools on these, on these pedestals. And on this pedestal is the ideas that we have which enable us to manifest that which in which we are internally crafting. It is our enabling device. And I think that all creatives believe that a good tool does help. It makes it easier for us to not only deliver the content, but to deliver it, to make it in a way that is aesthetically pleasing and that also provides value. I'm the type of person that I typically do let other people know that the value in a tool is whether or not it makes what we're trying to do easier or if it makes it more difficult. But in fact, what I'm referring to today in this little quick capture mode is not the technology or the tools that you may be thinking about. Because what I'm referring to is the tool that most of us, if not all of us, have access to. And that is a pencil and a sheet of paper. Or an inexpensive notebook. I believe that with a pencil and with a sheet of paper, that we can wield this power of visual communication, almost like a sword that has been crafted years and years in the making. Perhaps even a poem, or maybe even an idea that solves an ailment or a disease. The pencil is a powerful tool, and especially one that I want to talk to you about See, because to me, pencils are not just a pencil, as it might be to other people, but to me, it's something special. A pencil is humble in its materials. If you think about it, it's just a, a bit of wood and perhaps some graphite. But when it's together, it represents the potential of numerous possibilities and a productive process. I mean, if you were to ask a friend to imagine a scene where someone is coming up with these ideas, the first thing we do is grab the notebook and the paper, perhaps even the pen, and they jot them down. They would probably see someone just to, to get it if they didn't have it. Sheets and balls of paper in the waste basket. I know we've all seen that. It is curious that waste is the main idea of all productivity, right? I mean, if you're not having any bad ideas, then I'm very sure that you probably don't have any good ones either. I know that typically my trash bin would overflow. And it overflows with ideas. Some that are good, mostly all of them are bad. But then I can mesh them together. Somewhere in that scene, maybe just a bit out of the frame, there's my pencil scribbling down on the piece of his paper. These ideas come to me and I know that I have no choice but to get them out. The more inspired ideas, for some reason, my pencil seems to move faster. As if it's trying to catch up with this voice that I can't even hear or, or that it's having a verbal communication and I'm the outsider. 
The harder one works, the shorter that pencil becomes. It's almost as if it's a, it's a measuring tool. It's a metric, so to speak. But the pencil in general is so specific in the ideas that it produces at that given time. I mean, ideas can be hashed out with ease to gauge the potential of what it can be, of what it is. The marks can be vague enough so that one doesn't judge the execution of what we're doing, but instead it judges the potential of the idea of where it can lead to. I mean, an idea is invisible and no one can see it. And once we manifest that idea or begin the manifestation process, it begins to bloom into something more. This is why I can't come up with ideas typically when I'm on my, uh, on my MacBook. And don't get me wrong, as a spirit nerd, I love it. But I feel that I know how to balance the perspective of my life, which is to say that I know that my laptop, as great as it is, I know it's very specific. It has a specific job function. They have too many degrees of separation. It's almost as if, like, there's something in between. There's a logical step in using a computer. And that step is between my mind and the canvas or the pencil and the paper. There's some type of block, some type of, uh, like, a pause or a delay. Where with a pencil, to me, it starts from my brain or my ears, I can hear it, and it trickles down through my arm into my hand, and then the pencil kind of moves on its own. And whenever the word is not coming out right, I almost can feel the word holding on to the lead of the pencil, transferring what it wants to decode and how it wants to write it onto the sheet of paper itself. So the word is actually writing just as much as the graphite on the pencil as much as my hand and my mind and my heart and the voices that I hear. With a computer, I have to turn it on. I got to grab the mouse sometimes if I'm using that or the trackpad, make sure it's activated. And I got to launch the software that I use. And I typically use either Byword or Ulysses, two great apps for the, for the Mac. And once I select the tool that I'm going to use in this case, I have to think about how I'm going to use that tool turn certain things on and certain things off. That way it minimizes the amount of distractions I have. But the beauty of a pencil, if you don't need to think about it, you just use it. It's almost an instinct. You don't need training on how to use a pencil, and neither does a five-year-old, unless they try to put it in their mouth or something. But everyone knows it's an equalizer. Everyone begins on the same level when it comes to utilizing the pencil. The Mac, as beautiful as it is on the screen, the high retina screen with the, with the high gamut and the colors, just so rich and beautiful. But it's also an infinite canvas. So I can't feel like I've really done one sheet or two sheets and I typically speak to other people on word counts. And most people don't even understand or can't picture or comprehend the idea of a word count. Imagine reading a book with no chapters and every word was just a run-on next to the other and, and everything was just run-on sentences and paragraphs and there was never no space in between and it just went on and on and on without rest. Without the, uh, the breath that it needs in order to really get across what it's trying to do. That's how it sometimes feels to be 
working creatively on a computer. It's an endless journey with no edges, no sunsets, nothing to denote the end of one thing and the beginning of another. There's no pile of papers to look at. There's not a ground that's covered with these ideas of just freshness. Every mark has a finished or a final mark on the screen, and ideas in progress do not look how they should look. A process works on the computer, but it's more of a messy version of something late in the process, not necessarily something that's going through it or the beginning of it itself. But with a pencil, process, work, if the lawns are drawn right, if they're drawn at angles, it may look like a version of something early in the process, as if something is becoming of it. The need to be vague in execution and clarity and concept, the beginning of a job, I typically find myself formulating it on that and then taking it to the computer. But it never you never get the other way around, right? You never start on a computer and then decide to do freehand and, and write in a notebook. It typically starts there. It's a tightness to execution, so to speak. It's a, f- it's a place where you can allow yourself to be frustrated and to throw it away in the wastebasket if need be. It means one might be giving form and structure to something that might not be worth it, but it's okay to play around with the idea and to mold it. It's the laboring on something beautiful when they're not even sure if it's the right thing to be doing. I know typically when I start a new project, though as I'm doing now, I think my initial tries at the idea should look like the final result through squinted eyes somewhat. And it's allowed to have edits and moving around concepts. But why not try to produce the best work you can on a platform that allows you to make mistakes? I can do this with relative ease when I'm using the pencil and paper. On a computer, it's different. It just I just don't know how to explain it. It's my ideas reflected through a funhouse mirror, kind of, uh, if that makes any sense. What I want sometimes gets distorted because the computer gets too specific too quick. It wants to put me in a box before I'm ready to be in it. I start focusing on if things are lining up, if my spacing between the text is right, if my font looks good. I start to worry about the things that I shouldn't have to worry about and things that I don't worry about when I'm writing with a pencil and a notebook. But that's not to say that there are no benefits to using the computer. Of course, that's uh, that's how I make my living off of, right? I mean, they're wonderful. They're automating uh, difficult tasks for us, and they make it easy for us. They do a great job at removing the, the error of having to rewrite an entire section over when we can just move text around. It almost provides a tightness to the final product and not the beginning phases of a product. But I know one thing is that they don't typically help in the beginning, not when you're emptying out your mind and creating these ideas to really do something amazing and fascinating. Searching for an idea that you can feel confident about, you're allowed to play around with pencil and paper and do lines and and basically do whatever it is you want to do. The quick execution and, and cheapness, I believe, matters. Sometimes I even write on index cards. 
I find myself censoring myself less with pencil and paper. It's almost as if I'm okay with trying out these ideas and whether they work or not, I still want to do that. Because I can just draw and make mistakes, I can write. Mistakes are cheap on a pencil and cost a lot on a computer. The real benefits to working in physical space and to holding on to something physical. We can approach our work in a new context. We can draw something, then cut it out and move it around. And we can play. It's almost as if we can allow ourselves to be childlike. We can touch the word. We can produce. We can create. And we can see the progress on our projects. The height of our pile of things that we're doing, our drawings. I think an important part of the creative process is play. And for me, it is easier to play in physical space than it is digital space. And this is, I'm not a, a gamer or anything like that. And I like playing in the physical space because that just has this deep connection with my soul. It's an important part of play and it's an important part of planning. It's the reason why I love my index cards. Getting things down on paper opens all these options of tearing, folding, gluing, drawing. And index cards are fairly inexpensive or very inexpensive. And you don't have to worry about, you know, just holding on to these things and, and treating them like they're something fragile because index cards aren't and neither is the pencil and maybe that's why I prefer the pencil it forgives me for my mistakes there's an eraser after all that I can just go back and erase if I want to but it accepts me for who I am it knows and it embraces me it's a wish that all it wants to do is just manifest this idea that I have inside of me, this purpose, this passion to really do something great, to learn any special means to operate it like you might on a computer. There are no rules. And the pencil will always be inexpensive and available to anyone. And I love what it represents. Everyone has what they need to make something incredible. And it's not about the tools. Sometimes the simplest tools carry the most impact. If you're curious, the pencils that I use is the Kura Toga. And I'll make sure I put that in the notes. And it's a fascinating pencil, one that I'm going to be talking about here next time. But truly consider the power of a pencil and what it can do. Peace.